0: The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Salem Media of Hawaii. Welcome to Design Talk Hawaii with your host, Matt Gilbertson. Design Talk Hawaii is brought to you by MGA Architecture.
1: And now, here's Matt. Well, welcome back again to another edition of Design Talk Hawaii. I am Matt Gilbertson, your host. And my company, MGA Architecture, brings you this show each and every week to help you get immersed into our creative world of Honolulu. You know, we have so much going on all the time, and it's just hard for us to keep track of it all, much less to learn about it all. So this is a chance just to take an hour to kick back and enjoy a chance to listen in on a, on a conversation with someone who's doing just that in our community, being a creative person. You know, we, we touch all sides of the uh, creative industries, and uh, today we have a... Uh, an, a contemporary artist who's part of our continuing coverage of the Contact Zone. It's a, uh, it's, a sh- it's a, I guess it's an installation, it's an event, it's an activity. It's going on all over Honolulu in the next uh, two to three weeks, between April 6th and the 21st. And uh, there are installation points all over. I won't try to get into that too deep because it's too much to, we'd spend a whole show just describing what's happening. Uh, it's called Contact Hawaii, and you can reach it at contacthawaii.com. But we have one of the artists who's being featured here, and he has a specific show that he's created, uh, continuing his work uh, in in a very exciting way, uh, Taiji Terasaki. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much. He Thanks. Is. It's an honor to be here.
1: Oh, great. Uh, we, uh, you know, your work is very interesting, it, it explores uh, some areas that, of mist and projection. Why don't you tell us a little about the motivation behind what some of your work is doing now?
2: Yes, you know, it's um, curious being an artist because I've I've noticed that even work that I did in undergraduate school um, is so it shows up years, I mean, many, many years later. And so um, I remember one piece that I did in undergraduate school where I went to a swamp and it was covered with mist. And I put this very ethereal sculpture in there and uh, took photographs of it. And actually, I... Um, I believe that one is what got me into graduate school. Oh. <laughs> was that here in Honolulu? No, it was in New York at Hunter College.
1: Oh, excellent, excellent.
2: Well, we'll go on and
1: talk about your uh, how you arrived in Hawaii uh, in a little bit, but let's spend a little time on this show that you've put together. It's called Mist Over Cayenne Point, um, and it actually opens tonight, right? At yes. 5 p.m. tonight, yes. you have your opening reception at the uh, Royal Hawaiian Center mm-hmm. in Waikiki. And then uh, other activities, which, again, I won't try to summarize all of them, but there's many, many activities going on for Contact Zone, uh, which you can, again, find at contacthawaii.com. So if you're listening and have a computer nearby, you might want to flip that open while we're talking, and you'll be able to see Taiji's work uh, and an explanation of that and all the other artists that are participating. It's really an exciting program. We've been uh, talking over several weeks and had, over several years, frankly, had several um, of the, many of the people who are involved in the show on our show here Um Last week we spoke with um, uh, where is he uh, Donnie, Donnie Cervantes mm-hmm. Yes. who I also I'm... is involved as an organizer for the show and many other activities. So, well, let's take a jump into this first. Um, tell us about the show, Missed Over Kind of Point.
2: Yes, so um, it um, it the idea started earlier on the, uh, this year, but um, I decided that I wanted to address climate change because I I, I feel that this is really something that we all should be concerned about. So I started talking with the Nature Conservancy here in Hawaii. Mm. And oh my god, they're, they're so, they're such a good group. I can't express to you their openness to share information and how they help me. Mm. So, um, and then we we looked for uh, the project to do. And so I traveled to a few places around the islands. And then um, I heard about Kaina Point, Point. And I've never been there. And 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 everyone should be there. (laughs) Everyone should go there. And um, it's on the west, the furthest west point of Oahu. Mm -hmm. And it's a a very significant part, uh, the land for um, Hawaiians. I mean, because it is the furthest west point, that that in itself makes it very significant. Mm -hmm. And... um, I also want to just mention that um, the director Ulalia Woodside at nature Conservancy she um she told me that you know it's really important for for everyone to go out and see nature and appreciate it and then we maybe we would be better conservationists and mm. this was this is a little changing um, their ways if I could speak for them but um you know before it was preserve land and um and and don't let humans in it but um but now they're starting to see the very worthwhile um, ways of having people visit the I area. See. So that people can become familiar with it and
1: embrace it
2: and fall in love with it and then yes, support its the, support yes. sustainability. Huh? Right. And it's an incredible piece of land there mm, that mm. they have preserved.
1: So tell us how your, how your process has worked. How, how have you developed uh, your work and your show? Explain, you know, I, for those of us who are novices in this um, – how Did did you did the show evolve from being involved in Contact, or did Contact uh, just accept the show that you've been working on? Was this something that's been inspiring you for quite some time?
2: Uh, you know, I, I went to graduate school, and, um, well, it's a long story, but... Well, that's I, the I story did... we want to hear. We're here for the long story, uh, not I was the short actually, one. It's a very curious thing. I don't think, and maybe people don't realize, but you could actually get two graduate programs in the MFA and that's what I eventually did over the the many years. But the second graduate program I was in, I developed, um, projecting images on a screen of mist. And so that that's what I really explored um, during my program there. Hmm. And, um, and that was at UH? No, this was oh. at California, oh. um, Cal State Long Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, and then I, I actually took a big hiatus from uh, studio art and went into the design field. And, and then I started helping in foundation work and things like that oh. and then raised a family. But... Um, I've always, you know, wanted to get back into Studio of Art, of course, and I've been very fortunate the past year. It hasn't been long, believe me, but it's been an incredible year for me and and a lot of activity, but um, a little over a year I've been producing. And so one of the the main opportunities I had was contact last year, and that's also, I mean... uh, that, that group is really trying to help local artists, and um, it's it's an important important group that everyone should be aware of.
1: Oh, cool, cool. Let's take a break. Hang on. Stop for a second. What's that squeaking sound? Is that the chair? Oh, you guys is that ste- my chair? That's I mean, it's like every word he's speaking, I can hear a squeak going on. You, you won't notice. Anything. You sure? Because we're, we're listening
2: to headphones. Oh, okay. It's me moving. Okay, I won't oh, no, move it's around. It, uh,
1: uh, Move around a little bit. To see how it's where it's happening it's not bad i think it's the back and forth effect.
2: i see i see yeah so maybe okay. move forward a little bit more okay i, I don't, don't need if you moment. don't
1: think it's going to bother us no. okay all right let's just pick up from right there then
2: um, well, I... <laughs> um contact gave me the opportunity something like that yeah um i'll just start in I i could
1: talk about that show last year no i think you, okay you, I, we'll make you, you stopped and i said oh that's interesting okay so that's interesting uh now if if we were to take a step back in in your life, what motivates all of this interest and mist uh, it's just a curiosity uh, each artist brings to their to their work curiosities as I would call it um, uh, preoccupations or or uh, uh, you know unique reasons why they're pursuing it. Is it just something that captivated you from that one moment and then ever since it's been something that's just harbored in your brain and you keep looking for opportunities? Or is it something that, you know, is there some other motivation?
2: That's a very interesting question and uh, something that I think about a lot. But I I am um, aware that early on I made a conscious decision that, I would, if I'm going to spend a lot of time on art and um, making things, it has to be some worthy investigation for, for my personal growth. And so I, I see myths as, um, I, I always have trouble a little explaining this, but, uh, but exploring spirituality and how I relate to the world.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that's, um, sorry, <clears throat> I got distracted. I'm hot as hell in here.
2: <laughs> it's like, are you hot? A little bit, I could tell I that like there's a little air in
1: here. I'm yeah. suffocating. Is there? Is the air conditioning? Oh, well, there is... was yeah. We, there was some problems this morning, but yeah, we can I don't know. if you can adjust it. No, you can't. No. Okay, I'm just sweating. That's all. Oh. <laughs> um, um. Why don't we just take a break? I'll come back and say. It. Okay. We'll take a break, and you can splice that together to figure out how to break it. Huh? Right? Yep. Okay, well, that's interesting. So let's take our first break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more about your um, how you arrived in Hawaii and where your work has been, how you had this dual uh, period of time in graduate school and mm-hmm. what happened in between. Okay. So we'll be right back with Taiji Terasaki on Design Talk Hawaii. We'll Thank right you. Back. 760 KGU. Part of the Wall Street Business Network.
0: Now back to Matt Gilbertson and Design Talk Hawaii on AM 760.
1: Okay, we're back on Design Talk Hawaii with Taiji Terasaki. He's a contemporary artist involved in the, uh, in the program Contact Zone that's happening April 6th to the 21st. His, his show opens tonight 5 p.m. at the Royal Hawaiian Center as a reception. And then off at the—his uh, show is actually at DFS Galler- Galleria right next door across the street, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so we were picking up on the uh, discussion of The Mist and how it all has
2: inspired you.
1: Uh let's take a step back. Uh tell us a little about your your uh, life experience. Uh, where are you from?
2: Yes, so um I was born in Los Angeles and I'm a third generation Japanese American so mm-hmm. Sansei. Mm-hmm. And um Yes, I I, I would say uh, my father was a a hardcore scientist, but um, I did find my own way to being an artist. And then I uh, went to UC Irvine, and it was a really progressive school for me. It was a shock to me, but Mm. (laughs) it was an incredible experience. They had performance work and installation, and I started participating in that. And then I I moved to Hunter College in New York City, and uh, oh my gosh, I can't tell you, that's one of my best experiences, I mean, mm. just being around with all the artists and teachers. Is
1: Hunter a, a prominent school on the East Coast for art? Yes, yeah. yes
2: it is, and it's it's located right in the middle of uh, Manhattan. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know the school. No, 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 uh. and then uh, a very, very um, uh, excellent per- faculty there. Ah, excellent.
1: How did you make that decision to jump from uh, California all the way to New York? That must have been... What um, a choice,
2: huh? Right. It was, um, uh, you know, it's funny. I just applied to one school, and that was it. And I just knew I should try to um, study in New York at that time. Mm. So it was an a, a excellent opportunity for Were me. Were you
1: an artist uh, all the way through high school and as a kid? Did you, it was, was it always the number one thing in your mind to be an artist and to
2: pursue your art forms? Right. That's interesting you asked that because, um, as I mentioned, my father was a hardcore scientist, and my... Um, two brothers and sister are all scientists, oh. and I thought I should follow in that direction. But it wasn't till high school till I really took an art class uh seriously, an oil painting class, and that's when um, my profess my teacher, talked to my parents and said, "Oh, you should let him do uh, go into art if that's what his uh, his talent is." So and they so- had to they had to convince him, huh? A little bit a little bit yes yes it's, it's you know typical for for many parents that believe that their children cannot survive in art. Right right and you've proven that otherwise huh? You know I would really encourage um people to pursue art if that's um what what they're talented in and um, there, there really is a lot of support out there and amazing opportunities. And we're we're trying to. Um, I I'm also involved um, with the Honolulu Biennial and the the museum, the Honolulu Art Museum. Mm-hmm. But there's really um, and, the, and and contact is another example. We're really trying to help local artists find a way into that career, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's challenging, but um, we're making big strides.
1: That's excellent. So, take us from, from the time when you, uh, I guess you went to college at Hunter. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And then what happened? And then I decided to um, continue my study in Japan. So, I spent oh. a couple years there. And, uh, I mean, I love school. <laughs> school, so I entered a school there too. <laughs> but um, I, I went to school there. And, and that's another, I, I, just a little hint for everybody. You know, art school in Japan. I didn't speak very well at all, you know, Japanese. But it's interesting that in programs like that, you could get by with limited language skills.
1: Mm, I see. Where did you, where were you in Japan?
2: Um, I I was in Tokyo and uh, went to this school called uh, Musashi B Gakuen. Mm, I see.
1: And how did that how did that get arranged? Did you just make that decision, or was there a scholarship offering, or a grant, or something like that?
2: No. Um, I have to say, I have to admit, my um, my my parents did come become supportive of Michael oh, So they stepped up. <laughs> so they they definitely did. Good job, parents. And they, they helped me, Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's yes. great.
1: Did you have family connections that also helped in Japan, or is that were those connections already uh, dissolved by then?
2: Um, no. You know, I didn't have family, but as I said, my father was a scientist, and he had colleagues there. So I actually worked at a at a lab in. In Japan, and also taught English. At oh, that time. oh, so you had a
1: full, full developed uh, lifestyle there, and yeah, to, to so help you support was, your support your artwork, huh?
2: Yeah, no, it was it was very, um, it, it was a very good experience. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so then what happened? Where, where did uh, you go from there?
2: Then it was more. Oh, I gotta really be. Seri- I'm not serious, but really <laughs> be practical. So I came back to the mainland. And then I, I did a variety of jobs, but some, some were in the design field. Mm-hmm. And then some of it was kind of just fell into – I just fell into it. But um, I did design work um, in product and then uh, apparel design. Oh. And then um, – yeah, so I did that for for a great many years. And it, it that's that was – I mean, it's a totally different – um it's very different from studio art but it gave me a lot of skills and i i would say the biggest skill i got from that is working with people and so even um in the art i do today i really have to credit that the uh, the people that might kind of team i want to say that really helped me um pull off these projects mm. so I, i'm really serious i if i could just take a chance to, to really thank them because i'm really so appreciative but um what types of people
1: uh, people uh our listeners probably are interested to know how does a show like that come to how many people are involved to support you putting your work up for display
2: yeah so i i think i have f- about four I mean, they're not full time or anything, but um, there's a professional photographer and then a project manager and um, uh, and someone that's very good at Photoshop. And so that makes up the basic team. Mm -hmm. And then um, just as an interesting thing (laughs) that I I was thinking about the other day is in graduate school, every... uh, I was considered very creative, mm-hmm. but um, my execution was not <laughs> the best. So, so you weren't the A student <laughs> all around, huh? <laughs> no, I wasn't. And so this, um, I was thinking about that, and that um, this this team really helps me pull it off.
1: So you know, it's interesting because in in my world architecture. They've said that about people like Frank Gehry. Okay, you know Frank Gehry is a true creative, right? True creative people right, who just right. ooze it from the start. Yeah, and yet. If you walked into their office or walked into their studio, you'd see a, a complete mess. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> right. They know how to create, but they don't know how to organize, and they don't know how to, to edit. They aren't very good at editing, and they and they always have to have this this cadre of people behind them, as I call, picking up the shrapnel of of, of their blowing through walls and creating chaos you might say chaos turns into organized uh, artwork with it's, all the support cast right it's true it's
2: true and then um you know i believe that my father had a big influence on me and he was a scientist but he was he i have to say was very creative he was a research scientist mm-hmm. but and he had a lab of more than 100 people and um they used to always tell me like, "Oh no, what is he gonna think of next? And, you know, <laughs> when he's gonna change his mind, and we have to do something different." But I'm finding, you know, even with with the the team I have, they're they're saying the same thing. <laughs> reliving that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My my father was
1: often said the same thing. He was a, he was an educator. Uh uh-huh. So he wasn't a scientist, but okay. he was an educator, and he was always the guy that would be. Trying to reinvent something in the educational realm, okay. and I, I've been told uh-huh. he's now a long passed away. I'm, yeah. God bless him. But uh-huh. as I'm sure, as I saw your father's pass away, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, to, but yes. uh, uh, he, they, there was many people who said that you know he, he always tried to. He was actually part of the entire evaluation, which is kind of crazy. You'd think it had always been like this, but nothing has always been like this, right? Somebody had to come up with it. And I've been told that he was right in the core of of the education community outlining what you should be learning from first grade or kindergarten all the way through 12th grade, and that there was a a curriculum and that those curriculums were organized in a way that would lead to an end result Mm -hmm. and that you would know milestones along the way. It seems like how could you not have that, right? But Mm -hmm. back in the... 50s 60s i guess that Uh was the beginning of that era i see so he was he was credited with some of that i'm told in his team of being at the forefront of that type of analysis and so it's sort of like research huh yes yes definitely (laughs) definitely, but it it just goes to show that the creative realm pops up throughout our entire industries all of the industries i mean we know now a great deal about steve jobs and all of his creativity and his interest in it being in business and at the boardroom in the board, um, in the boardroom, and at the board table, mm-hmm. but you know it—it's—it's ever present. And sometimes I think, as us who do creative work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we tend to act a little bit um, like being uh, the kind that produce things that are known to be creative are the only creative ones out there Mm, but there's tremendous creativity in all the boardrooms and can be doesn't have to be there can often just be about money (laughs) but there can be incredible there and there is a tremendous amount of creativity scattered throughout all of industries and all the businesses and i think you know georgia skinner with her work um in the creative industries Mm -hmm. kind of taps into that understanding a little bit broader do you know georgia's work and she's been helping with exactly uh, what you've been talking about actually about oh helping helping the creative folks uh, uh-huh. she's at Dbed oh. helping the creative folks in the community understand their kind of their net worth you might say or their worth as an economic model
2: oh I, i'd love to look into that yeah yeah, yeah you, you should we'll, we'll connect it to her show oh, okay
1: because uh that helps people understand their uh the creative industries as a business model mm, and that okay that's very important just for be, artists yeah <laughs> right just being an artist and being yes. creative isn't enough you got to find a way to make a living you know? that's right and that's therefore right you need the industry to help you understand that and to tool you around the idea wow uh, that 's yeah. really great insight well we 'll talk we 'll talk more off, offline on All that right. one. but uh, so you so then you uh, uh, so how did you arrive in Hawaii
2: so um, I got married um, and my wife is from Japan, and so we um, decided to have a chi- our child in Japan. So I, we moved to Japan and I lived there for a couple of years and we had our son. Mm-hmm. And then it was a uh, big decision. Okay. Where are we going to live and relocate? And it's, it's curious, you know, when you have a, a child, um, that really influences how you want to live your life. Cause originally I always thought, okay, New York or Los Angeles, but, um, we were here on, Hawaii, in Hawaii on a vacation. And our flight was delayed one night, so I was able to take that next day to see the l- local neighborhood of Hawaii and kind of really thought that this would be a, would be really a great place for our family. Mm. And so since then we've had our daughter and it has been excellent for our, our family. But I would have to say that my res- one reservation was that I was a little worried just because I've been in very metropolitan cities, right? The the culture of art, you know. Um, I was afraid that oh, a small <laughs> pond, be a little small lonely pond or syndrome. Something? Yeah, a little small pond syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, but um, and I, I have to say that I mean, I didn't produce art like I thought I would um, for most of those years, and I would say that um, yeah, I felt a little bit lacking here, mm-hmm. and then so. Um, part of um, part of I guess my goal also is to help the community and try to I mean I'm I'm only one little you know person um, on that big pond but there's a lot of energy now being put into Hawaii to help the local artists and community and w- mm. one of those really significant things is the Honolulu Biennial.
1: Yes, I mean I, I I'm sure in the last fifty years there's been a lot of people who have always tried to say that you know Honolulu is a great art community and it just needs more. Sp- more spur, you know, mm-hmm. more more support. Right. It does seem like just in the last five years, mm-hmm. there seems to be in a tremendous, uh, and the Honolulu Bayano is certainly a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But there's that's what I would call the large scale of mm-hmm. what's been going on. But even at the small and middle scale, right. there seems to be a tremendous amount of synergy going on.
2: Yes, and you know, I would say that what's really important for Hawaii is to be on the international map of things, and to be really recognized that Hawaii has. So much to offer in the current dialogue of how um, we can affect change in a in a world worldwide Mm -hmm. situation. So, you know, I I could take a moment to talk about um, a project that I did uh, last year uh, with having to do with agroforestry, and in that installation, I did use mist, but. More importantly, I would say is I um, got to learn um, this practice of agroforestry. Um, it's a it's a totally different um, model than than the industrial way of farming, but um, it was actually developed. You know, by the ancient Hawaiians, and it, it's really a smart the apua, yeah the, a-apua the system, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. where um all these um, all the farming is well integrated into the environment. And so even that is an example, wow the the world could learn so much from Hawaii, but there's there's other there's other things too. Mm. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back and pick up right there and talk about that that show. Was it a show? Yes, okay, we'll talk about
1: that show and some other shows you've been been involved in recently. And, that, and then continue on with the contact. Okay. All right. We'll Fake be right it. back with Taiji Terasaki, Design Talk Hawaii.
0: 760 KGU.
1: Part of the Wall Street Business Network.
0: And now, back to Matt Gilbertson and Design Talk Hawaii on AM760.
2: I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall and the major lift. A baffled king composing hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, we're back on Design Talk Hawaii Faithful with Taiji Terasaki. He's a contemporary artist involved in the current Contact Zone uh, ex- exhibition that's happening throughout Honolulu from April 6th to the 21st. His work, Missed Over Kiana Point, is opening tonight, 5 p.m., with a reception at the Royal Hawaiian Center. Mm-hmm. And after that, we'll be running for, uh, I'm told, even longer than the, the Contact Zone uh, ex- uh, show itself. It'll be running for several months, right? That's right. In that location. so That's right. let's... While we're there, let's talk a little about that show and how it's integrated, and then we'll come back to those other shows. I'm interested in that aqua forestry, one you mentioned, and one that you had last year called Feeding the Immortals. But let's talk about this one first. How is it being displayed at the uh, at the DFS Galleria?
2: Yes, yeah, so it's a very interesting space. I don't know how many of you have been there, but it's a very commercial space, and um, it, it's a chance for people. For tourists to come in there and not pay taxes, so it's very <laughs> popular. Um, it has a lot of Japanese tourists for sure. Um, and so when it was first, um, when I was first considering that location, I was, oh wow, well, I don't know, because it's such a commercial space. But you know, I, I think it's an opportunity for artists to try to get out there, and there is a little bit of a trend for um, artists to enter more. Commercial spaces, and this this really attracted me, just because I was. Um you know, uh, the, the Nature Conservancy and their mission mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the climate change issue and things. And I, I think that it's not just an issue for the um, art audience and the museum goers, but a much more broader sense. So um, it was important to me um, to think of it in those terms. So I tried to make the art very relatable to the, to the mm, to that type of, audience, to not the general right. public, the general mean. public. Very yes. good. Right. That's right. <laughs> so describe the
1: type of work you do that's being displayed there. I, I've seen it in pictures, but unfortunately we can't. Do you have a website that people can go to to I find us?
2: I do. I do. It's just my name, Taiji dot com. Okay. That's uh, T-A-I-J-I-T-E-R-A-S-A-K-I
1: dot com. So that's correct. All one word?
2: just terra- ta- Tarasaki dot okay.
1: mm-hmm. com. Okay. So, if you want to see that work, I'm sure it's displayed there. But why don't you just do a little description of what kind of things that you're displaying there?
2: Okay, yes. So, um, one thing about um, my art practice is I do like to innovate, and um, it's just so uh, exciting to me. So, there, uh, the the main um, the main thing, uh, if any of you know that area, there's a big escalator, and alongside that escalator, these these. Giant steps. So I um, explored the idea of light box because, um, for in, in in a commercial space, there are so many light boxes. But I I decided to make it more sculptural. So I am using transparencies and making more free a little freer form um, objects, not not a box. And so those are um, line that line the steps of the escalator. So as people. Go up. They can um, can uh, <laughs> can view these light boxes. And as all they of travel these, up.
1: all of these images are f- photographs or paintings? these are
2: photographs from Kaena Point. Oh, okay. so spent spent quite a bit of time there and talked to you know as I mentioned the Nature Conservancy, but also um, some with uh, others also with Hawaiian cultural um, knowledge about ancient times. So mm-hmm. it's a very very important. Part of um, Hawaii for Hawaiians, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's got a strong spiritual connection. Between. It does, it really
1: does, and that's why I I know in the past they've they used to be able to drive all the way around the island. I guess they decided to stop that because it was desecrating the area so much. Well, you're
2: right, you're right, and um, I, I personally think that was a a very smart move because it, it is a, such a special land and you know you could um appreciate what what can happen when you preserve a piece of land and um the the monk seals come the turtles the albatross and then there's native plants that that grow there now and it, it's it's an excellent place cuz it open uh the public to see and i i forgot if i mentioned this already but the nature conservancy uh, encourages people to go out and see nature mm-hmm. yeah i
1: and i look in this uh I guess you call it an escalator. Insta- the escalator installations. Yes. Um, all of them have Hawaiian names attached to them, and uh, from Uhu to Hanu, the Olu Cove, all of these. This is pretty, uh, so they're all nature scenes in a sense, all very <laughs> And I see the mist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Did you work the mist into the actual work, or was it in the post-production of the of the images that you had the mist sort of find its way?
2: Oh, c- good question. So um, there was, when I was there, there was some mist, but... Um, I, I would say the aesthetics of the mist is is happening in the studio. So I, I take the photographs in the field and then project that picture on mist and then take another photograph, and that's what becomes the work.
1: I see. So it is it is more of a post-production thing. So you use the inspiration yes. of nature and the inspiration of these natural images, like the beautiful one of the Honu. It's mm-hmm. uh, quite amazing. So um, I inspire all of you to go out and see this. It's uh, You'll be... Taken aback by the beauty of these uh, color images, and uh, did you work in black and white as well, or is it all color?
2: Um, I've all, uh, I've worked in in color. Um, on this, color works very well. It becomes very vibrant. Mm. And then I, I'd li- uh, if I could also say that. Um, so the last year in contact, I actually had a shipping container, twenty foot. Long and you could actually walk in and experience uh, a mist installation mm. and it was it was a very fun experience because people loved going in there and just getting wet, <laughs> but um, um, a very whimsical experience, I would say, and so I wanted to carry that out in in um, the duty free shopping center, and it was actually being considered to bring in a twenty foot, <laughs> twenty foot container in there. But, um, but in the end, yeah, I do have something uh, quite a bit smaller that people can actually observe the mist being projected on the, the 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 screen of vapor and actually see it live. Oh, I see that
1: under the under at the uh, gallery wall exhibit. yes is what it says in this. Yes. Yeah. So you have work on the escalator installations. You have third floor installations, uh-huh. uh, and then the gallery wall
2: exhibit. Right. And that's what that's what the uh, mist environment is, huh? Um the the mist container, um I'm calling it the uh, Sublimer, but anyway. Oh Sublimer. <laughs> There's another story to that. But anyway, um that's on the first floor and then the gallery walls has um uh, photographs and um light boxes that are for sale.
1: Oh, so the the sublimer is on the first floor. It is. So you'll be able to walk is it in that center court area?
2: Yes. Uh, most likely, uh, I mean, not most likely, <laughs> it, it will be uh, next to the escalators. Oh, excellent. So
1: tell, explain what people can do. They can observe looking through
2: this? They look through like a porthole, and then um, they will see uh, the image projected on the on the mist. And I encourage people to blow on that and to oh. even reach in and touch it, because then, then you really get the idea of how ethereal the the Medium. I'm working with.
1: Oh, how big is it? The, the box.
2: Um, you know, we we reduce the size, like I told you, but yeah. um, I believe it's six feet, six feet in length and um, seven feet in height. Okay. And so four that's a, feet wide.
1: So that's a full environment that you're staring into. Huh? Yes, yes, it is. Ah, very cool. Very yes. cool. Uh, so let's talk. I, I noticed that we. we I want to go back to the agroforestry. Mm-hmm. Um, you had that at Ward Warehouse. You said.
2: Yes, yeah, so it's very fortunate. Um, uh, so I, <laughs> I guess, you know, also now that I think about it, um, I was, we were working on our home for a long time and finally the studio was made. And, um, it's, that's, that's when I really started my art practice up and that was last year, January. But, um, this opportunity came up, um, um Miley Myers, I have to plug in for such a, great person for the community but she offered me a space in ward warehouse uh, one of the storefronts so ward warehouse you know is demolated so they um were trying to get artists to get in there and create installations Mm -hmm. before it went down before they went down so i that was up for six months and believe it or not there was actually mist in the space coming down (laughs) and then um we also i call it vapor installation too Ah, that's very cool. So, and I understand
1: you had another show, um, "Feeding the Immortals." Tell us about that one.
2: So, "Feeding Immortals," um, it, it it was at uh, a new ga- a new gallery. I think it's a year and a half old, but called Revisa Brownfield in Chinatown. So, um, you should all go see that gallery. But uh, they, um, let's see. So that 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 was kind of an interesting show because it kind of coincided with my father passing away. And I think um, for artists, um, it's best to to re- react to what, what you're thinking about personally. Mm. So that was a um, big, you know, event in my life. And I took a visit to my wife's hometown. And um, I was shocked that, I mean, I think maybe you know that um, there 's a a Buddhist practice where you do food offerings, but mm-hmm. they have it in their living room, and every morning, the children and the parents will kneel at that altar, ring a bell, and offer a food to their ancestry mm. and they have pictures of you know the, the ones that have passed away and I felt that was very moving, and I feel. I felt that you know I didn't have a a, a great way to grieve and and um, remember my father, so mm. I thought um, and, and I talked to more people and they all agree because you know we're not not everybody is church goers and things like that. So I thought, wow, well, maybe this is an opportunity. So I set up um, I set up an installation where people made food offerings to that to the sculptural oh, kind of piece. I see, I see. So that was a bit of a cathartic way of
1: handling your. Your it own loss.
2: Huh? It was, and then um, the way that it worked, where people came and then they talked about um, uh, people that, that that been very dear to them, oh. to them that have passed away.
1: You know, that reminds me of the uh, like the Vietnam um, Memorial in Washington D.C. and, mm-hmm. and other memorials all mm-hmm. over the world, but mm-hmm. in particular the inspiration of that one. When I was uh, the the feelings you have, even though it's not a, an offering like this, mm-hmm. that that overwhelm you at times and you need a place for that yes yes yeah. it's a, it is important yeah well let's take a th- our final break okay and we'll come back and when we come back i want you to comment on the music your choice it was it's we're, we're playing three parts from one song yes. and uh you said it's a very long song but it's uh, inspiring <laughs> so we'll be back with taiji terasaki on design talk hawaii
0: 760 KGU
1: Part of the Wall Street Business Network.
0: And now back to Matt Gilbertson and Design Talk Hawaii on AM 760
1: Maybe there is a God above All I've ever learned from love was how to shoot somebody who I drew you Okay, we're back with Taiji Terasaki, a contemporary artist involved in the Contact Zone show that's opening tonight, actually, April 6th through the 21st. It'll be running all around Honolulu in different venues. Look at the website. I think it's just called contacthawaii.com, I think, right? Yeah, contacthawaii.com for the contact show. And Taiji Terasaki, as spelled T-A-I-J-I-T-E-R-A-I, S-A-K-I dot com for all of his work uh, we we're just about ready to talk about um, I wanted to put it out there again that the reception is uh, starting tonight and then the exhibit will run all the way through for um, oh for two yes they um, for two months you said uh, at least in a de- couple indefinite, months <laughs> indefinite indefinite <laughs> might be there forever might be there no. once they fall in love with it they'll never let it go no no <laughs> Yeah, tell us about this, your song choice because uh, it, it's a very inspirational one. In fact, it, for a person who hasn't been in, in as you said, a, um, a church guy or a person with a religious bent, right. uh, it's a it's a song that's often used in a lot of religious ceremonies here in in Christians' religion. I know because of that music, but um, it's interesting. So, what what makes you so inspired by that
2: music? Um. Or who is it, you know, I guess, who wrote that? Do you know uh, the right... The... Jeff Buckley. Okay. Yes. And um, I could just say that, uh, well, I, I, I'm just intuitively, i just very moved whenever I hear that song. I mean, I think it's his voice, but then also the words, you know, hallelujah. And gosh, if anybody out there could tell me the meaning of that song, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it is. But, um, you know, I think it it just speaks very spiritually to me. And, um, I, I think that's what the main attraction is. But I think it's, um, if, if I could put my own bend on it, it's, it's, it's really asking, uh, like a forgiveness or something. So I, I even put my bend on and, and just pretend that he's talking about mother nature and what, I mean, at this point, you know, with what's going on in my life, I, I like to think of it as, um, he's talking about mother nature and that that we really um uh, we we really need to be um merciful and and very forgiving I mean, and very supportive no, very supportive <laughs> na- na- yeah nature is uh, is has to be forgiving of us but um it, we're really in um a very significant part of humankind at
1: this point in mm-hmm. the time yeah yes. we are at a pivot point yeah
2: we are we definitely are Definitely mm-hmm. are
1: well that's in- that's interesting because I what you say about how you see it is it, very interesting because of the fact that you do projection and i think that what you've projected onto that song and it's just it's interesting how so interesting. many songs do that for all of us we yes. uh, we look back on cuz i know that's a very strong christian song in christian churches uh-huh. and yet uh, someone who isn't affiliated right. can find just as much meaning, and mm. y- even when you don't know the deeper, perhaps the storyline mm-hmm. of, right. of the song. Mm-hmm. But, um, right, right. Very interesting. So let's talk about. You mentioned well, the feeding the immortals was one that I thought was, um, you know, very ins- again another one that helped you kind of cope right mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with the passing. Yes, and you turned you turned your coping need into a ritual. Yes, uh-huh. that doesn't exist in your life in mm-hmm. normal that's uh, right that's yeah, right yeah. yes it's a so you and you set that up at the uh, installation for people to offer their own
2: yes that was um that was I, if i could call it, a performance piece that was on the opening night mm-hmm. and so it was really um yes very cathartic to have community come and um I was, I really liked it because I was kind of in the background, but the people came with their food offerings and they were, they actually gave very moving stories of people that they have lost. Mm. And so, um, it's impossible to keep that food up for, I think the exhibit went on for two months. So I had uh, ceramic. Pieces that I, I substituted for those food. I see. Mm-hmm. So others came
1: to see the exhibit, but wasn't. But the experience of that offering was only in the opening night.
2: Um, you're right, except that we did videotape it, and that was playing in the exhibit. I see.
1: I see. Very interesting. Well, you mentioned another project you have coming up.
2: Yeah. So um, oh, I, 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 I just actually feel very blessed that um, had the opportunity to um, to do an artist residency in uh, this area called Palmyra and this is a, um, a piece of land that the Nature Conservancy owns and it's it's a piece of land that has totally gone to nat- back to nature and they say that well this is how maybe Hawaii was once. And so there's an incredible uh, diversity of life there uh, in nature. And they're using that land for scientists to come and do um, lots of important research um, regarding climate change and other things. Mm. And so um, it's a nice opportunity for artists to come in there and make a little poetic um, reinterpretation, I guess you would uh-huh. say. So are you going to have it uh, displayed there? Uh, is it coming? No. Up? So I will be taking mostly photographs from there, and then uh, doing s- uh, probably uh, similar, you know, uh, projections on Miss mm. and then uh, doing an exhibit from that. Mm. You know, I,
1: I was looking at the one you have on your uh, what would you call this? A uh, the card announcement, yeah. announcement um, card um, um, and of a of what we would say is a. A typical opportunity uh, or a typical situation where people dive off the rocks yes. into the ocean, but yes. you, the way you have captured it and, and the misting that you incorporated into your post production, you know, takes it to a surreal place. Oh, th- it, th- thank it you really so much. does. I mean, um, wh- who would believe that? Uh, I mean, we see these kind of pictures all the time. Uh-huh. And I, the general picture, okay. right? People jumping off rocks, people doing this and that in our daily lives. Yes, and it inspires me because it shows you that even in our everyday lives, that we pass by these situations, we don't give them kind of reverence. Mm. And what this does is it, it 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 recreates it and puts it in a way that it has reverence, and we recognize the moment as being such a unique moment Oh. and a unique you. experience. You know, thank you so much. You you so much. I can't so wait much. to see the rest of it. I i, I I picked that one out of your uh, out of your uh, folio here that you were showing of all the different uh, installations, and because uh, it it just captured my eye. But I see so much more here. So by all means, folks, you should get over and see this. It's at the uh, it'll be running for several months at the uh, at the uh, DFS Galleria. And if you are able to get down there tonight, please do. You'll probably have some great cocktails and poo poos, <laughs> I assume, or something, right? Yes, yes, a lot of activity. So. Um, well, I wanted to uh, – we have a couple minutes left. Okay. So, um, again, you have this new project coming up. But do, do you see how – where that might be exp- displayed? Do you have any idea when that might happen?
2: Um, I actually have an opportunity to um, do something internationally in Switzerland. So that will be in December. Oh. And um, the way the gallery is talking to me is that they would like to learn about Hawaii. So I think it's a perfect opportunity to, um, if I could say – uh, being like an ambassador from Hawaii to yeah. Switzerland, and then the conservation issues that are, that are being practiced here in Hawaii.
1: Well, you've only been here, what, less than two years? Well, 11 years. But I've you've been only here. been doing
2: your work now about two years? Uh, it, even less? Even less. So it's been an incredible, um, incredible year. What a flurry. Yes, it has, <laughs> it has. It has, it you, have has your, you have your seatbelt on, I hope. <laughs> 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 Seems right. like you're going to be moving pretty quick. Oh, but it's, uh, it's so... Um, life uh life life giving <laughs> i can't think of the right word but i i really enjoy it well that's great i mean we uh
1: it's not too often uh that opportunities knock for someone who has that sort of inside outside opinion an opportunity in hawaii right i mean you're you weren't born and raised here mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is a good inspiration for all of us is that you know there are voices to be to share experiences of hawaii and it, they don't always have to come from the what you say the, the born and raised they can come from those who, of us who are in from the outside world seeing the world in Hawaii in a different way and in a new way
2: very well put which is exactly well what put. i see in your work you oh, you are seeing
1: you. our everyday experiences of which we pass by like i say and uh, often don't notice sometimes if you've been here long enough and you're reinterpreting them and reinspiring them for us to uh, take a better look and to recognize it i have with my kids i always have to remind myself they've never lived anywhere else this is home to them, and they were born and raised here, and yet they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I want to go live somewhere else. And I'm like, I don't think you recognize how unique this oh, place is, right? You're right? I can't wait for them to spend. It. I said, Well, I could send you to uh, New Jersey sometime in the, in the winter if you'd like. <laughs> and they, they just laugh because they don't even know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right, right. But they'll, they'll come to
2: appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so.
1: Well, it's been a pleasure, Taiji. Terasaki, to have you on our show. Thank you and, so much uh, for the opportunity. I think you we're in really the presence of it. some truly creative uh, genius here. And oh, no, no, don't say that. Please. Well, I know you're too humble, but <laughs>
2: that, I appreciate but you <laughs> putting up with an and hour you. talking
1: about yourself. He said it was going to be very difficult because he's such a <laughs> humble person. But, uh, I, I can't imagine it went by so quickly. Well, thank you. Good luck, and we, we will definitely be out to see your work, and uh, we'll hear more from you, I'm sure, in the years to come. Thank you very much. And to all of you, have a great weekend and have a great week. And by all means, stop by the Contact Zone uh, event tonight or throughout at at, uh, all the installations across the community. Have a good week. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to Design Talk Hawaii with Matt Gilbertson, brought to you by MGA Architecture. Join Matt every Friday from 4 to 5 in the afternoon right here on AM760, part of the Wall Street Business Network.